Marcus, you, you, you like movies? Yes, I do. Do you know what rhymes with 15? This is episode 115. You know what rhymes with 15? No. Split screens, one showing mixed greens, one showing spliff scenes, high collide 16s, back to the future, that character Biff meme, don't stop sending me sick memes, goth misses in thick jeans, we are in Queens, smoking PCP with Doug, what does this mean? Rest in peace, mean gene. Nice. That Those are some things that rhyme with 15. Nice. Pen pals, what up? <clears throat> this is Zebras in America movie podcast. How you doing? How you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing great, even though I'm not going to address them all. So I almost don't know why I'm saying this. No, I know why. I've I've been seeing some really good movies recently, for the most part. Okay, so tell and me. usually like late February, early March, it's not that great. But there's some there, there's some oh, cool. Oh, uh, what did, what did you see? I saw, we're not going to talk about this, I saw the sequel to Bruno de Mont's Joan of Arc movie, which you'll see. Right. And then we'll dedicate so, some, like, an actual episode I, Am to I that. allowed to say, so th- that the company has given us a screener to talk about later in the year? Yeah, of course. We've yeah. met, they're, they're friends of the show. They're the reason we yeah. saw Milena, Revenge Murder Lady, and Oh, yeah, all that movie the, was dope. All, yeah, they 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 send us so so we so we I'm I'm going to watch the movie yeah just and I have a screener of it yeah. that we had that we got like on the up and up yeah. and it's showing in a few places right now but it's got the major release later in the year yeah so we're going to talk about that later in yeah, the year we got time just like how we're going to talk about the Wasp Network when it comes out oh, shit. even oh, though shit. even though we saw it last year and even though I forgot about it. Um, no, I've been thinking about it. it. Has it's? I have not. Don't worry. When, when it's time for episodes, I always ha- I can talk about Olivia Sage related stuff forever. But that yeah. movie was so, just like till so, you said that I was like, oh shit, I forgot about it. So spoiler free, you like the sequel to Jeanette a lot because Jeanette was was bizarre, and I love that also. I love it that was movie like, also. Yeah, if you get a chance and you really want a trip, yeah. pop some edibles. And watch Jeanette, which is like a lo-fi, natural lighting, medical, me, not medical, metal, meta, meta, oh. meta. Oh right, it is metal. metal a lot of headbanging. Musical about the early life of Joan of Arc. And I'm going to tell you, so Jeanette, young Joan of Arc, is like Drive. Whereas this one is like, no, only don't God even forgives. tell me. It I'm, is. I'm out it of is. here. It is. It is. What? It is. I'm, I'm telling done. you. I'm telling I'm you. Done. I got it. Cool. Yeah. What? It is. What? You're gonna love the music too. The music is really Son. great. Yeah. It is. It is. Um. The, 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 this one isn't metal. It's more like. Is it still musical? Dr- yeah, oh, it's definitely musical. It's just not metal, but it, so it's like, musical. So I have a friend who lives in my neighborhood who I want to have on the show because mm-hmm. he's like he's a Scott Adkins super fan and oh, like. Nice. Uh, and like an action super fan. Okay. Like him and his brother put me on to the Johnny Toe, Johnny Two Judo movie, Throwdown. Uh-huh. And like like I'll run into him and we'll just talk Scott Atkins. And he he was the one that told me that there did you ever watch um the Scott Atkins movie what is it called? Something uh whatever. Accident Man? No, 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 no. No, no but no, that's not... No, 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 the debt collector, excuse me. 
No, dude, yet. you got to check out the Debt Collector. It's almost great, and for some reason they're making a sequel, which doesn't make sense, but whatever. Okay. So him and I are talking about movies, and he he never saw the Night Comes for Us, and I'm like, dude, if you like, if you really like heady action flicks, you have to see Only God Forgives. Yeah. And then, cause he's cause he's like he's, you know, he's a man of taste. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So I was I was like, okay. And I'm going to tell you a funny story off record. Okay. And and he just texts me at like early in the morning. And he's like, only God forgives is a real one. Yeah, it is. Because if, if you get it, if you get like psychedelic action, you understand that only God forgives is like... Like if you, if you like Mandy and didn't like only God forgives, I don't know what to say. Right. Yeah. I just think they're in similar veins, but people hated Only God Forgives. They did, but the, but it, its cult status is also kind of survived by folks who like folks who like that movie really like that movie. Yeah, if you like Reffin's jump into being like I'm gonna be like a hipster Swedish David Lynch, then you see that movie as like a jump off point to a new style. Well, in a certain way, because Valhalla Rising is like, you know. Like, super weird and beautiful. Yeah. Did you ever see? Did you? Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is just like in so many strange movies where he just plays the same dude. Yeah, I know. Did you see a comic book movie he did, Polar? No, the Netflix thing? Yeah. No, I, I didn't. You don't need to, but there's some. There, it, it's cool. You know what's going to be so awesome when him and Refn finally do a movie together again? Yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna have so to much. meet up. And well, no, it. he said it. He was like, it's a great line, Mads Mikkelsen. Although, th- at this point, and this was years ago when he said it, he was just like, we'll make, a, we'll, we'll make another movie again. Of course, he's one of my good friends. But it's like, then he said, he's got his new lover boy now. Of course, he was talking about Ryan Gosling. And then he ended the interview on that, which I thought was very funny. Interesting. Yeah. Just how, like, you know, back in the day, the Coen brothers were saying, like, one of, the, one of these days we're going to do Old Fink. A sequel to Barton Fink. Uh, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they talked about they're it. Doing, well, no, no, they're not. I'm sorry, John Turturro. Right? They have nothing Jesus to do with the Jesus Rolls, which is really a remake of an old French movie that that happens to star Jesus from, um, The Big Lebowski. Right. I think he just used the character Jesus to fund, fund this movie he always t- wanted to make. He's a pederast, by the way. I wonder if that gets brought up in the movie. I mean, did you see the original movie? No, I have not. It's like an old ass movie with Gerard Depardieu. Um, yeah, so Mads Mikkelsen was in that yeah. movie Polar. Oh, did you ever see The Foreigner with Jackie Chan? It's like Jack- I did. Yo, that like, movie like, is I, fucking I, good. Yeah, yo. it is. I didn't see it right away, but I remember wanting to see it. Just something I didn't work out. A, I watched it on the bus a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. And it's nice, like nice. it's like Jackie Chan's Taken, but. But better. Yeah. And but like, then there's other shit. There's like IRA stuff. I know. There's like all this going shit on. going there's on. Whole, yeah. There's like there's a whole other Pierce Brosnan movie happening. Right. It's like two movies. It, it is. It, it, it is. all. It it's is. like there. You could watch the movie from a point of view of Pierce Brosnan's character. Yeah. And and they're both playing out of type. You know, like Jackie Chan yeah. is is like doing. He's like he watches his his last relative, his daughter. Die in a car bombing, yeah, and the the new IRA 
takes responsibility for it. Pierce Brosnan plays a politician that's ex-IRA, and then all this shit happens. Yeah. And it's it's on it's either on Netflix or Amazon for free. Mm-hmm. And I highly I highly suggest Right. I highly suggest you see it. Yeah. On uh, yeah, so the Jesus roles has I don't think it has anything to do with the Coen brothers. I don't think any of the characters from Big Lebowski not, make any no, make they're any not. They're, they're definitely not. They they don't. It's it's him. From what I know. It's him. It's him just wanting to remake the the film going places. Yeah. And him, uh, he just figured out a way to do it. But it's not getting very good reviews, which is not a reason not to see a movie. Sure. Because speaking of movies that not got very good reviews. Is I am obsessed with a new Netflix movie that came out out of nowhere, like four weeks after not doing very well at Sundance. Yeah, and just like any, just about half the Netflix content where they're just like here, like oh, when did this come out? Like that's how they release shit now. Like hey, here. Yeah, out of nowhere, you're yeah. just like oh, here's this special or here's yeah. this movie, which is like super strange. Yeah. So, um, D. Reese, director. Yeah. Um. She she comes she comes out with a movie called Pariah. Yeah. Critically loved. I re- I really like that movie. It's a very good movie. What would you if you had to give a two sentence synopsis of Pariah? Uh, coming of age tale uh, about a young girl discovering that she's a lesbian. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good description. Set in Brooklyn. It's a very yeah. Brooklyn movie. And then she makes a follow up movie which was loved by people, not loved by us. Mudbound. No, damn. You completely skipped over. She made a movie after Pariah. She but, did? Yeah, it was a period movie. Well, so was Mudbound. No, this it was like a Victorian type. Oh, what the hell? Is, I don't even remember the name of it, but yeah, she made a movie before Mudbound. What's so funny Wait, about this? Because it's a, it's a pretty forgettable movie, and you just kind of confirmed that. I don't think I saw it. You clearly didn't. I, I mean, I saw Pariah. Right. And I saw Mudbound. Yeah. And also, it should be said that she's... That Annabelle, she's, I think that's... That An- no, it's not called Annabelle. That, she's, it's, it's that like she's, a, a, she's a black female director who... who black does, gay female director. Okay, so, yeah. you know, who's just making movies that she... Uh, Bessie. Yeah, they, they, I know it was like a woman's name. Yeah. That's an HBO TV film. So no, no, but it played a... I saw the movie at BAM. Okay. I saw it in the theater, so that's with, why... Uh, with Queen Latifah. Yeah. No, then she no 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 no. There, there there's something else. Hold on. I'm I'm thinking of something else. D Reese. Movies or maybe no it, no it wasn't. No, she made Pariah, Bessie, Mudbound, and I don't want to. Yeah, my it. bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. She's done some TV. She's done. Yeah, some no, short no, films. I'm no, it's Bessie. I'm thinking. I'm sorry. So Mudbound, super popular. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it was nominated for big awards. Yeah. People really liked it. Yeah. It wasn't for me. Same. I didn't hate it, but I didn't same. like it. Same. Literally the same. So then, out of nowhere, D. Reese is like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to adapt a, a deep-cut Joan Didion novel about a journalist... Who gets caught up in gun running in South South and Central America in the eighties, where Joan Didion is is mostly known for for nonfiction, right? 
she wrote this the white album changed my life wonderful wonderful writing i love her writing she's very she's very plain but also beautiful matter of fact she wrote a book called year of extraordinary thinking about the year that her husband died and then towards the end of this year her daughter died in the book and she wrote a book about that and she's just an incredible writer She's not as known as a fiction writer, but she's written some fiction books. And her fiction books are very interior. They're very flowy. They're just sort of like, they're like just, you get to enjoy the the writing and the page. And so Dee Reese is like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to adapt this almost unadaptable it's not it's not like Naked Lunch unadaptable, which they somehow made a movie of David Cronenberg. I think, you know, hot take. Uh I think William S. Burroughs is not a good writer. Mm. And Naked Lunch is not my favorite Cronenberg movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's existence. It's my That's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's not my favorite Cronenberg movie. I don't know what it is. But anyways It's not a bad movie to be your favorite Cronenberg movie. No, but do you ever see Naked Lunch? A million times, not a million times, but yes, a lot of times I've seen. Really, you see, so you liked it. Yeah, I like that movie. Huh? Only because he approached <clears throat> David Cronenberg kind of approached that movie, knowing that Naked Lunch is unadaptable, and he really just used it as like kind of the spine, just the source material, and then he did his own thing, which it's it's one I was like with something with something like Naked Lunch, that's kind of the only way to do it, right? Know? So that's why... So outside of it being a good movie, the performances are good and all that stuff, it's like his approach to that movie was really cool, I thought. Oh, and spoilers. So then she decides she's going to make this unadaptable Joan Didion political thriller. Just gonna, also, last thing he wanted is kind of naked I haven't said I haven't said the name of it yet. Oh, sorry. I was, I was working on something, oh. man. Oh. Forget I said it. No, who cares? I, I, I'm not. I'm being. I'm flowing. Yeah. I'm going with the flow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling it. Yeah. Going to Sizzlers, whatever. <laughs> yo, I Get tried. Yo, I tried to. I tried to show uh, Saskia, Grandma's boy, the other day. Oh. She wasn't as into it as I was. Did she laugh at all? Yes. Okay. I real. I forgot how. Off kilter that movie is. You're a hooker. It's a great movie though. Of course it is. I love it. I love that movie. Yeah. But but she wasn't as into it. If we I still, tried I still think I should die. <laughs> that guy, I mean, we tried I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Sorry. I tried to make it at home, but it just wasn't the same. Um so so D Reese is like, Alright, I'm gonna take the last thing he wanted. That's not how she sounds. I didn't. I'm that was not, a weird like imitation. I wasn't imitating her. No, but you gave her a voice, so it's kind of like. Well, shouldn't we give the give people voices? We're trying to empower here. All right. Look, we're a positive. We're a positive. We're a positive place. Yes. Yeah, we are. We are. So, so D. Reese decides to make this movie, starring Anne Hathaway, Ben Ben Affleck. Um. Rosie, Rosie Perez. Oh, yeah, Rosie who's, Perez. Who's in another movie I'll probably be talking about this episode. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, not Willem Dafoe's alter ego, Willem Dafriend. Sure. And some other great actors. 
and this is very yeah it's 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 similar to naked lunch it's like a very flowy non-linear quasi narrative story where Anne Hathaway is decides to leave her life being married to a rich dude becomes a journalist looking into the contras in in the 80s and the the gun running and the business of God, it makes me think of that not great Nicolas Cage movie with Jared Leto, God of War. Oh, yeah. That's not what it's called. Yeah, it is. Are you sure it's called God of War? Lord. Lord. Something. Lord of War. But it's a weird movie. Not great. No, it is called God of War. I don't know. Whatever. Someone's yelling at us right now as they listen to it. Whatever. So, that's a movie that's basically about a similar thing, just more It more is called linear. God of War. With, uh, and also with Ethan Hawke. Just Lord about, of War. Sorry. Lord of War. Sorry. It's just like, it also makes me think about The Weatherman, which is a movie that I thought was kind of fun. Oh, sure. Where, like, Nicolas Cage is like, I'm into archery. Yeah. It's like, ah. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm into archery. That's my Nicolas Cage uh, my impression. Ah. Yeah. No, he does that a lot in some movies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like, I glide. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Speaking of, I really hope you get. I hope you see Color Out of Space. Uh, I will, because 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 we're gonna we're gonna watch it and have Frank the Tank on. Cool. That's what I'm calling him now. Okay, Frank the Tank. Cool. Um, so, so is this movie about this 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 woman who like gets who's like. Reporting about gun running and the and the business of war, and then finds out her dad is like a gun runner, and then goes to run guns. Yeah, and then a bunch of stuff happens, and it's a little confusing. Yeah, I'm glad you. Said, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. About fifteen twenty minutes in, I realized I wasn't paying attention, and I started the movie over. So I let, let me go on the record and say I started it over because I wanted to watch it, but. I definitely started drifting away. Like, wait, what's happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't... I could barely tell you, like... But I just... And it turns out I'm pretty much alone in this. Yeah. I really liked it. Even um, famous D. Reese lover, Bill Scurry, uh, he wrote a really cool piece for uh, Film.co UK about why it wasn't as successful which is kind of which I, I i appreciate fans like that who like when you love a filmmaker yeah but, but you're willing to accept bill, something bill, that they did you didn't but like. bill scurry doesn't like movies like that he doesn't like flowy he doesn't like flowy movies like true that. but i'm just saying still so i'm glad he's, he's definitely dedicated though to d reese is like one of his like current people so right. whether it's flowy or not to but still he's also like, dedicated you know. to the truth yes like like you and I are Claire Denise stands, but yeah. we don't we don't apologize for let the sunshine in. Right. We're just like the movie was fine. Yeah. And that's Barely what it is. Fine, but fine. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. It's no. just no. I probably, no, 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 no. I probably no. wouldn't have seen it if it weren't directed by Claire Denis. Sure. Or paid thirty bucks for the ticket. You paid but, thirty yeah. bucks for the ticket. Where's my money? I thought you were like one of those non-tacky people where if you invite me to something, like, you're not going to make me pay for the ticket. Yeah, where's my money, man? I'm taking you to see Tinder Sticks on April 1st. I'm I'm imitating um, Reese Witherspoon and Eric Andre when he comes out. Yeah, where's my money at? 
Yo, the at the person who played Reese Witherspoon used to drink at this bar I was at. Are you serious? Yeah. And and he was he was he was an interesting dude. Dude, they're Where'd starting. Where'd you learn that? Hamo. <laughs> Shut my blood said. <laughs> they're starting to um they're starting to to do previews for the Eric Andre Lil Rel movie. I was just gonna ask only because the Impractical Jokers movie came out and it reminded me this looks just like well it's like jackass but i was like wait didn't eric andre do a movie like this How i mean not out? i mean it's produced by spike jones they're not like pretending like it's sure not, sure, sure 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 they're not pretending like it's not a jackass sure, movie sure and also you know eric andre openly admits that like buzzkill and buzzkill was such a good show God and damn. jackass and tom green and uh tim and eric are are his inspiration. Sure, sure. Or like... Definitely uh, Tom Green. Yeah. And Tom Green was on his show. Yeah. And Tom Green, you don't respond to our tweets, but you have an open invite. If you wanted to be on every episode of our show, yeah, you Yeah, you could. really could. You could. Like, if you wanted a segment, like the Tom Green segment, even though that would be a pain in the ass to edit, we would do it. Yeah. We'd love it. For you, yeah. For you. And For yeah, Kevin Smith, you're, you're invited too. Yeah. Um, and I have I have some thoughts about the reboot, but oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Let me just let me just finish my thoughts about the last thing he wanted. Sure. It reminded me very much of Claire Denise, The Intruder. I, now, I get it. now The Intruder is is definitely a better movie. The Intruder is like low key top three Claire Denise for me. I'm not, I'm not mad at that because it's like it's a fever dream of sadness. It's like it's like her just like being like this is whatever you want it to be. You ever read Kafka on the Shore by Murakami? No. Um, it's like... After a while, Murakami just started making movies... Not making movies, writing books... That are sort of like... Just flowing pastiches of color and light. Mm. With some plot. But you can read it for hours... You can read, his, read some of these books for hours and... And be like, I vaguely remember what this is about, but I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. And I think the I think the intruder, and different director, but our time does that too, where you're just sort of like, I'm interested in being in this to be engulfed in the light of this story. Right. And the plot is cool, but does but you know, uh, a, a review on IMDb for. The last thing he wanted said, what is this movie? I don't understand script. Where is the story? I hate it. And I agree with everything. No, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm disappointed. No, there's no T. There was no T. It's I'm disappointed. <laughs> and like, when, he, when they said that, I felt that. I just, I just wasn't expecting anything, so I wasn't disappointed. I was just like, what is this psychedelic movie what is this psychedelic political thriller that i'm super like absorbed in and don't want it to be over and i'm not and that's when i go back to your uh comparison to the intruder because speaking of flowy it's like one minute like we're in like rural ish france and then if you just stop paying attention then it's like whoa how'd we get to korea Wait, whoa, we're in French Polynesia now? Like, it just, just seamlessly 
literally takes you all over the world and you're just like how do we wait the last what 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 but you know yeah and there's violence and there's yeah and you're just by the end you're they sort of explain what's going on but they don't yeah have you ever seen the amazon show mad dogs no they only had one season it was based off an english show i think where like these friends go to uh i think it's a south american country to go meet up with their old friend who's actually played by Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. And oh. and all this this mayhem ensues while they're trying to get back home. That's and true. it's really good. Okay. And it reminds me of this movie except except with more clear plot. Right. But I don't have a top 10 yet for 2020 obviously cuz it's cool. too early. It's March. That's not it's even March. on the table. It's beginning of March. But I am surprised with how much I like this movie. But also, okay. yeah. I, I low-key like Anna Hathaway in all of her overacting glory. Huh. And she doesn't overact as much in this movie. Not at first, but then you get... Like, even this... It's like... That, that, and that's something... To, I, the last thing I, I like to do in criticizing... And let me get this all out there. Just like... The movie relies too much on the flowiness... It just meanders and it just starts to just become like, what's going on? So with all that being said, in addition to that, because that's the real issue, Anne Hathaway tries extra hard to be like, I'm cynical and I'm grizzled. Oh my God. That, 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 that too. When the movie, like the voiceover narration at the start of the movie, I was like, oh no. And I'm the voiceover king. You're the, you're, you're just, you're Malik, the, David Gordon, great. Like, you're I love the voiceover champ. Like and the I'm, way it's doing, like it's like, I'm, are you, like I'm the sandwich champ. <laughs> sure. I don't. I don't really eat sandwiches anymore. I eat yeah, wraps, you eat so. wraps. But um, uh, look, man. Let me get let as me, little let carbs get, as I can get. Let me get a little uh, bit of barbecue sauce. I don't sound like that. Hey, fella, can much. I can I get a can I get some can I get some a little bit of honey mustard, a little bit of barbecue, just one strip. That's all I need. Um, but the voiceover narration is home it's, soon. It's like yeah, watch your mouth. It's like self parodying almost. Like I knew. This is neo noir, and I had to do this thing. It's like okay, yeah, and I was yeah. and I was see I was I was with it. Right, I just was. Right. I liked it. No, I'm not okay. Okay, and I'm not. I'm not defending it like to anybody. Yeah, because because it's just like nobody liked the movie, and they, they, I they wonder if other people do. Because I'd like to, you know, if Carlo likes it, then then we're good. Are we? Yeah, because he's cool. No, Carlo is cool. Um, We've been talking music a lot recently While I'm at work We'll text each other Do you want to talk about some movie You saw that new Ken Loach Yeah And I'm happy to report it, it It's really it's, it's probably my It's my second favorite movie of the year thus far um, It's basically It is a universal story Just how like It's not so much It's not even about Oh my job work, Work's killing you it's the politics around working. It's the politics and just the structure of like time off, the hours that get put into work, the 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 the, the structure of, of of certain jobs. Because even though in this movie, the main character uh, also essentially, so sorry we missed you is just a movie about a very working class family who just can't c- catch a break. And I will say no more beyond that. However, even though the the father. Uh, in the film, he delivers parcels, which it's one of those things where 
at first you think, oh, this is such a specific job. But a lot of the stuff in that job, a lot of the hardships that he faces apply to anyone who works in retail or anyone who works in, you know, whatever. Where it's just a matter of like, yeah, like, oh, I'm sick, but I got to go into work. Which it's like, I'm one of those people where I get a note when someone's sick and they come into work. It's just like, oh, just fucking stay home. But sometimes, depending on the job, some people can't afford to stay home. Right. And that's not their and it's not their fault. It really isn't. It, it, it like there are some kind of heartless people who just will just get a different job. And you know what? That ain't the case all the time. It ain't that fucking easy. And then on the flip side, the mother of the family, this guy's wife, she uh, does like uh, <clears throat> she cares for um, the elderly or physically disabled or a combination of the two. And her story is very interesting, just because in the film she's someone. Who represents someone that is easy to exploit in the workforce because she's nice. Right. And she's willing to, oh, I'm off the clock. I'm not getting paid for this. But you know what? I'll, I'm will i at home now. It's the weekend. And you know what? I'll take three hours out of my day to come help one of my patients, even though I'm not getting paid for it whatsoever. And I'm going to get shit and piss under my fingernails and I'm going to get scratched up and all this stuff. And that's the worst way to be. And that's true. And it's like... And it's unfortunate because in that movie, this character, she is a genuinely loving, caring person. And it's just her way. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be nice so I can get ahead and work. I, I, I can get ahead at work and look good on the job. It's like, no, you're just a nice person. And nice people are, easy, are un, sometimes, unfortunately, just are, are easy to exploit. And the ending of I the hate movie, I hate exploitation. I, I, and the, the, Well, you're going to hate but love this movie. I think you really like this movie. I don't know a ton about Ken Loach. I know that he's been around for a long time. Yes, you know, very long. For decades, 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 and decades. He's a, he's a Cannes Best Picture winner for a movie I'm not a fan of. Which brings me to the other point, though. Not, and I was tech, because Mtule, friend of the show and friend in real life, really likes this movie. And right after I saw it, he knew that I was going to see it. And it was almost like he knew how long this movie was. Because as soon as I got out of film form, he texted me like, hey, so what'd you think? And we were talking about it. And we kind of, I was, and he brought up, you know, we were both bringing up Ken Loach movies, and I was like, wow, I don't think I've actually really liked a Ken Loach movie since this movie called Sweet 16, which came out in 2002. And I've seen every Ken Loach movie in the theater, you know, since then. So that's saying a lot, you know. Um, what is it? The World Is Not, oh, Free World, and I, Daniel Blake, and When the Shakes the Barley. Like, these are all kind of more recent popular movies of his. I'm just not... None of them are terrible, but they're just movies that I'm just not a fan of. And this is, uh, Sorry We Missed You is, is really good. But it, it it's a very sad, sad movie. And it's also the, uh, no spoilers. It's a sad movie. But, but so good. So, so good. I finally watched The Beach Bum. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's. Kind of random, but let's talk about it because that's well, it's uh, like I, I enjoyed it's that like movie. only God forgives, but but funny. It's the same color okay. palette. No, it is not. It's like very purple. Only God forgives is mostly at night all the time. It's That's very true. very dark. This is like a day daytime sunlight. Some parts. Florida. It's such a weird movie. It's it's like you can't tell whether it's serious or not. Harmony well, Corinne's, it's Harmony Corinne, Harmony so Corinne, sometimes it who is, you never yeah. know. We're like, I was just. I mean, you were right. Oh, yeah, because we talked about... Oh, right, because Martin Lawrence... You only have to see it because of Martin Lawrence. Yeah, he gives his dolphin tours. (laughs) That should have been the movie right there. The movie should have been Martin Lawrence's dolphin tours. Yeah. Uh, It's a very strange movie. It's If you have Hulu, 
it's it's free on there. Oh, it's I might watch it again. Go I would call I wouldn't call it quite a disaster piece, but it's no. up there. This did what this did pretty okay. Um and someone on Twitter asked if I'd seen Vox Lux and if I thought it was a disaster piece. I oh, that was not. my friend Kirk. Okay, hi Kirk. Um one of Doug's good friends, so it makes sense that you said it like that. He is he is one of Doug's good friends, so hi Kirk. Uh and Kirk, is your name Jim Tobias Kirk? No. Probably not. No, Kirk that, Howley. Yeah, oh, Kirk is his first name, not his last name. Yeah. I was named after Scotty from Star Trek. Nice. I was named after Marcus Garvey, the black nationalist. Yeah, I didn't know who that was. Well, now you do know who he was. I'm, I'm glad fucking I can with teach you. I know, and I was messing back with black you. Black Starline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, uh, I was just, so I'm going to watch Vox Lux, Kirk. I just haven't had a chance. I just haven't had a chance, Kirk, and I will. I I enjoyed that movie. I I am going to see it, Kirk, and I'm going to tell you. (laughs) I'll let you know, Kirk, if it's a disaster. What are you doing? (laughs) You know, one time, uh, Tone Tank and I were were at a... radio show talking about our music and oh. he dared me <laughs> oh. every sentence to do meow basically <laughs> basically <Yeah>. he, <laughs> he I'm not going to say who the person is because like I felt immediately bad because the person was like the coolest like one of the coolest dudes oh. but but every sentence I ended with that person's name. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, Kirk, uh, I'm going to check out Vox Lux, Kirk, and I'll let you know, Kirk, if it's good, Kirk. Uh, and, Kirk, thank you for our patronage. Uh, I won't... Please, I'm not, like, trying to mess with you or anything. I just... He drew a really cool... Uh, a couple years ago, he drew a real cool cartoon for Pinlet Empire. He, that He put me in a Hellraiser movie in his uh, comic strip. It was really cool. But, um... Oh, also, I, I got to add a thing about Beach Bum. This is one of my exceptions of, I've said this a, a, a bunch of times now on this show, the older I get, the more I dislike ensemble cast movies, mm. like overstacked cast. It didn't bother me in this movie. Not not one bit. You know, Martin, Snoop Dogg, Jimmy Buffett, Matthew McConaughey, Zac Efron. Uh, oh, I almost said Amy Adams. Elsa Fisher. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, think they, I think they were spread out. because And oh, yeah. So some of them, so like a Zac Efron, he's only in the movie for one sequence. And where Snoop Dogg, he's at the beginning and like towards the middle-ish end. And like Jimmy Buffett is in this one scene. Martin Lawrence is in So it's, it's not like it's, we it's have a, all these people throughout the entire it's movie. It's an they epic. Have, you know. It's an epic. It's, and I hated Spring Breakers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought, I just thought like, I don't know. All right, I'm going to do what M2 May said I should do, which is be honest. I I think Harmony Corinne, his film sort of suggests that white art is intrinsically better than black art. How? How so? Like, the way that they play Gucci Mane in that movie. And, like, the the way that I feel sometimes how black artists are, are, are treated in the movies. Less so in The Beach Bum. So, so my... My theory has changed, but then, like, he also wrote that book in the 90s, The Crack Up at the Race Riots, where he had, like, weird stories about Tupac and stuff. Yeah. Um, I just, I just, I, I just felt some strange, 
strange vibes about race in Spring Breakers. Whether it was oh, on that's, whether that's whether it was on purpose saying. or not, mm, uh, it was on purpose. Though. But he also has made, I don't know. He's he's a complicated filmmaker, you know. He is like we've talked so much about Trash Humpers. Yes, and Julian Donkey Boy and and kids, which we're going to do an episode about one. Well, of these he just days. wrote kids, right? But it's but you know we're uh, a, he's part of that. He's part of that. He's he's part of that pulse. He wrote it. Yeah. That's oh like, sure. Like sure. if we're t- if we were talking about. He also wrote Ken Park. Him and him and Larry Clark collaborated a couple of times. Didn't he so. also write Bully? Or he worked no. on Bully? I no. don't know. He had nothing to do. with I that. I hated <clears throat> Ken Park. Yeah, I wasn't a fa- yeah. I, I don't really. He was trying to like redo. It was almost like Larry Clark hey, we're going to do kids, but we're the in same LA. Movie. Over yeah, he and does. Over yeah, again, he does. Yeah. Where it's just like where he's shirtless, shirtless teenagers being gross. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're on the money with that one. Although he tried, I mean, another day in paradise. He he literally did the the opposite movie. Of, he tried to step out of his comfort oh. zone, but then you know, damn, I'm not. I don't. Yo, that was messed up. I don't I'm think sorry. that movie's great. But I'm, I'm just not saying. You. I know. I no no. I know. I'm just saying. And then another day in paradise didn't really pop off, so he had to. Oh, I'm going back to shirtless. I'm teens. going back to shirtless teens on skateboards. Yeah. I'm gonna fight people at bars. Yeah. He gets into bar fights. You're a little old. I to believe be that. Fighting in bars. Yeah. You he's, know what I mean? He's a little old for some of his girlfriends too, but that's not my business. Yeah. Anyways, I was just very like, but I yeah, Beachbone was interesting. I'm let me uh you know that that movie where about about impersonators that all Mr. hang out. Lonely. Mr. Lonely was way better than I thought it was going to be. Same, same. That I might, thought it was going to be stupid and then it might be, had, had a little bit of heart. That might um, be my favorite movie is because it's so sad. Huh. Yeah. He's just an interesting, he's an interesting fella, I guess, who's somehow been able to, you know, bank on his, on being, you know, eccentric and white for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know? 25 years. And I'm going. just saying, like, uh, uh, there's a movie that came out this week that sort of banked on that. I'm not going to name names because I can't talk about it. But what? People, you can probably connect the dots. Anyways, um, I was surprised. I was surprised. It was fun. What else? What else? What else? What else? You saw Birds of Prey. Oh yeah, I did see. I did see Birds of Prey. I almost saw that. So also. We'll address it in a later episode, but I saw Invisible Man recently, but I saw an early screening and I still had like, I just had time on my hands. I was like, should I see Birds of Prey? But then I was, I was like, ah, I want to go home. I almost saw it. So what's funny about Birds of Prey is that it, it fell victim to something that it wasn't trying to do at all. What's that? A lot of people didn't see it because they thought it was some sort of like SJW movie or some sort of woke movie yeah. pushing yeah. some sort of narrative. But no, it's just a movie. It's just a movie starring a lot of women. That's it. Yeah. And the thing about the thing about people, most people is is they what I talk to lots of people that are left. I talk to lots of people who are right. You know, um, in jujitsu, you encounter people on all 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 wings, and you talk to them. And a lot of people who I know that tend to be sort of 
opposed to identity politics in genre stuff, which isn't a lot of people, are like, we just want stuff to be good, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, and they always point out, you know, the Terminator movies or the Alien movies or the original Charlie's Angel movies. They point out movies that star women or directed by women that are good and aren't. So, this movie falsely got pinned as some woke treatise, but really it's just a hard R violent movie with really dope fighting scenes. Mm. And, and oh, Harley Quinn is the sandwich champ. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, because she's all about that bacon, egg, and cheese, mm-hmm. which, which made me really happy. And you sort of see her pain, and the violence is dope. And, it, and um, Rosie Perez is in it. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of, dope, a, a lot of dope people are in it. And it sort of connects to the DC Extended Universe, but I think the DC Extended Universe doesn't know what it's doing right now. Though, I agree. There was this very interesting crossover on the Arrowverse, which is the 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 WB's C the CW, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. The CW has a dimension of shows that are all sort of linked together. So you have Arrow, Flash The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, which is the weirdest show. They they Supergirl, Black Lightning, and they have a the Batwoman and they have a Superman show coming out all those shows have a shared universe Mm. and they did a crossover where they also went to other multiple universes so they connected the original batman show and the original batman movie and other dc shows that are on other channels they have little like easter eggs and one of the easter eggs is the flash from the tv show goes to an alternate universe with ezra miller Oh, I saw something on that. Yeah, and it was just—it was like—it was almost like blinking, you miss it. It was very quick, but it was very cute, yeah. and it was—it was great. But I think the DCEU is just sort of like let's just tell cool movies. But I went to see Birds of Prey at my local movie theater, the Kent, which I recommend everyone go on Wednesdays. It's five dollars. Mm. I've literally eaten halal chicken in there, and no one gives a fuck. Ooh, nice. And I watched it. There was one other person in the movie theater. And it was awesome. It was a great movie. And it's n- not political at all. Just, why don't, you know... Yeah, the, uh, yeah as just, you say that... Just because I guess someone could argue that making a movie all-female is somehow political. But it's just, if you know these DC characters, the birds of prey is... They're women. Yeah. And they kick ass. Yeah. And that's that. And even people said that the last Terminator movie was all preachy and all political... Watch it. The problem with that movie is it's bad. Not that it's mm. somehow pushing some sort of, you know, identity politics thing. Which is fine if, if a movie wants to be about identity politics or intersectionality. That's all right, too. Mm. But, you know, why don't you watch a movie before deciding that just because a movie has a certain demographic that it's one thing. Right. Where... Where I think the the TV show Watchmen uses the fact that it's like super identity politics, super intersectional, super woke. It uses it to its advantage or disadvantage of storytelling. It uses it as a plot device. Yeah. For better or for worse. But it owns it. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not just being like, 
we're diverse and therefore the movie's good. I, I, was, I was surprised at how much I like Birds of Prey. I haven't watched a lot of action movies this year, but... I gotta see it then. But I liked it. And um, after the, the news that, you know, basically all the stuff that people were saying that was being said about Johnny Depp was was not true yeah and i i think it's 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 too bad that he's that people aren't really saying a lot about that but no because who wants to be like oh my bad nobody so that's what happened but what if we lived in a world where we were like my bad i oh it'd be a much better place because like because then because then we have a chance for my my buddy ted said we got to stop canceling people and start recycling people give people a path to redemption or in this case like yeah, we're we're we do come from the standpoint where we believe people, but if, but if something comes out that shows that it's like the total 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 opposite, that's okay too. Which so after that happened, I I you know because I didn't see Fantastic Beats Beasts Part Two, because I was like oh they, I, they shouldn't have done John they shouldn't have Johnny Depp in there he's he, he's violent against his wife. And then if you look, like it turns out that the opposite was true, that his wife was beating him a lot and Well and no, she just hit him. She didn't she right. she didn't beat Pardon. him. She she just But no, I was joking. I was the audio where she's talking on the phone, I was just mocking her. She's like, I didn't beat you, okay, I hit you, all right? I didn't like yeah. yeah. So it just turns out that that's not the case. So I wonder if she'll if she'll be in Aquaman too. Um I don't know. At this point it seems like it, like nothing's it's like it didn't happen. So I didn't see the the crimes of Grindelwald for that reason, Ezra Miller being in that movie, and I watched it last night, and it was okay. Okay. I mean, I'm a Harry Potter super fan. I'm a Slither Puff through and through. Look it up. Google it. I'm the sandwich champ. Um, but I was just like, you know. Well, I'm the rap champ. W R A P. What are you what are you looking up? Hold on a second. Just talk about something. Uh so a couple of movies so again, I'm not gonna speak on it, but I saw Invisible Man. And we're gonna have to make this we're gonna have to Scott's gonna have to see it, and then we're gonna have probably have a friend of the show to make Anton when he sees it and have like a nice panel show. Cause that movie I'll, 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 I can say this. The movie itself is really good, but the politics surrounding that movie, which isn't necessarily the movie's fault, even though the makers of the movie know what they're doing when they made it, there's a lot to, to discuss in, in that movie, and I think that could be a really good, uh, could be a good, a good, a good episode. So while I enjoyed the Invisible Man, there's like a deeper thing to, to talk about. Um, right. I, I, I want to watch it and, and unpack it. And there's there, there there's a bit to unpack. And oh yeah, and I and I saw um I saw Jane Silent Bob reboot. Right, yeah. Cause because I really love their characters. Um and and I just felt like so, you know, Kevin Smith had a heart attack, almost died, went vegan, lost a lot of weight, decided you know, to change his life around. Um, I know at some point he tried to, he tried to to make a, like a sequel to Mallrats, as a TV show, but it but it didn't get made, and he wanted to make Clerks three, but there were some issues with some of the characters. He is going to make Clerks three. 
So then on a very small budget of 10 million bucks, he made Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And there were parts of it that were, it was, it was fun and it was heartwarming. Yeah. And I cried a little, I laughed a little. But in my opinion, I, I wish that, I wish that, so the movie revisits all the, like, revisits all the movies that he's made. Okay. But I really wish that he had honed in on that, like made it more like, this is what I'm doing. Like, let's revisit these characters a few years later and make that about it. Yeah. Where, where, where the whole thing is like, it's making fun of the idea of the reboot versus remake versus soft reboot, whatever. Yeah. And so the, there are these characters and there's, it's poking fun at diversity in movies while also being diverse. But it was a little silly. And when I watch when I watch his movies, his old movies, it just reminds me of an easier time in my life. Like yeah. when, I, when like when my dad was still alive and sure. and like the joy of second chances and shit. Yeah. And I think about how his movies are like are like how Serengeti has shared worlds or the writer Onar de Balzac, all of his characters were part of a shared universe. Yeah. And when he was dying he called out for the characters he created. And Todd Solon, another Jersey guy, Todd Solon oh, got, got yeah. into that a bit because it's like you had Welcome to the Dollhouse and you have palindromes, but then you also have Happiness and you have Life During Wartime, which are two. Oh my gosh! And then okay, so you have Welcome to the Dollhouse, then you have uh, palindromes, and then you have Wiener Dog, and then you know like I said, and then all of it, and both of his kind of shared universe movies are also all take place in New Jersey, like Kevin Smith also. That's yeah. That's where Todd Solons is from. Well, yeah, and they're, I mean, they're very different directors. And very different, <laughs> yeah. And even though Todd Salon's movies, like, I, I hate watching his movies. Did you, you did you see Wiener Dog? I did. Okay. He's very, I'm not saying he's not talented. Yeah. I'm saying that his movies make me, like, hate the world, and they make me upset for, for a long time. My thing is just like for a good decade plus, he was making not that great movies, and I think a lot of people gave up on him. And I think Winter Dog is is really good. Yeah, but I think he just put out like so. There were just like from storytelling, which I actually think is a good movie. There's still kind of some a whole section of that movie didn't get put out, and it was kind of a disaster. And then you have Paladrones, which is just not a good movie. Life during wartime is interesting, but at the end of the day, it's kind of eh, it's not it's not that good. So I think by the time Winter Dog came around, it was just like, oh, no, Todd Solon won the movie, which is right. unfortunate. So there were like little pieces of it, and in the movie, in in the Jane Silent Bob remake, like they have Kevin Smith as a character. So it's interesting when when fictional worlds have, like, acknowledge, the characters like like do you remember Ocean's Twelve? Yeah. I recently rewatched the Ocean series. Uh, Logan Lucky is the best Ocean's movie, but sure. the other four are fun. Mm-hmm. And Ocean's 12 has a super gnarly sub-theme where, where Julia Roberts' character pretends to be Julia Roberts. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But it was also weird. Sure. And, and um, I think... I mean, $10 million for a Hollywood movie is nothing. But I think it would have been interesting if if maybe Kevin Smith had allowed someone else to direct the movie, which I know wow. is not, 
which I know he's not going to hap- yeah. ha- happen. Especially for something like that. No. But there was a lot of, there was even more overacting than usual. Oh. And it was, I mean, I liked the movie, but it was also like, it also left a lot to be desired. But I enjoyed myself. Ooh. And they did something really cool where they sort of, they sort of bookended Chasing Amy. Oh. Yeah. So, there's like a three, four minute scene that sort of, that sort of addresses I, Although some I thought of Chasing things. Amy was ended at the end of Chasing Amy. No? Well, a lot of people talk about how, how um, problematic that movie is. Mm. In, in the lens now. Which is interesting because I think the whole point of that movie, even when it came out, was like the final, like, no, this is a dumb idea. And this Dude, is dumb. Dude, what the fuck? Know? Come on. Yeah. So. You know. So it was, you know. They, they addressed the fact that these sort of things, that it might not, that it might not have aged so well. Right. And. I just, you know, I just, I'd be interested for them to revisit the world. Sure. And Clerks 3 will be interesting. Yeah. Everyone's gonna, the OG folks? Yeah, yeah, apparently. And Rosario Dawson? I don't know. I mean, she'd kind of have to be. I mean, if they decided that the Dante character was still with her, isn't it very possible that Dante's character would somehow fuck that up? That's a good that's a good point. I mean, Although he has a kid though at this point, you know. Oh right. I mean, yeah. He'd have a, a would, fourteen well, depending on fifteen, sixteen year old kid. He'd have a fifteen year old kid, so it would be vulgar if he was a deadbeat. I don't want to think about that movie. Just wanna, you know. Nope, not even gonna say it.